Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Pierre. Hello, Phil. How is Sydney, Australia? That is correct, Pierre. I'm here in sunny Sydney, Australia, the capital of (sighs) New Zealand. The new world. Um, it's nice here, man. It's real pretty. We I went on a walk today along uh, Bondi Beach uh, with um, friend and fellow comedians Fern Brady and Sean McLaughlin. Oh, great. How are those guys doing? Do they enjoy Australia? Well, Sean got here like yesterday and his first time ever in Australia. So he... Um, is a, he has a bit, got a bit of the, the madness, I guess, but he seems to be holding up pretty well. Fern loves it here. Fern really likes it. Why? For such a gruff uh, Scottish uh, nutter, she. <laughs> I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> she really likes. She likes the polite, sunny disposition of the Australians. Really. Whereas I, I find it quite great. Yeah, it's too much, isn't it? I can't wait to come home and be ignored. Yeah. It's just too goddamn nice. Um, well, I mean, I remember uh, Mr. McLaughlin once did a routine where he described all of his ancestors as bandits. So Yeah. <laughs> well, then they would find a happy home in this um, blossoming penal colony. Yeah. I, call, I said penal colony <laughs> um, instead of penal colony. <laughs> penal colony is, of course, um, uh, Sean Connery's... Uh, Asian cousin. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's getting late here. Um, how are things in UK? Are you, do you have a horrible summer? Um, it's pretty... It's getting... It's, it's hotting up. Things are hotting up. Well, in terms of excitement, or literally? Um, just like... Uh, just like the extinction... Uh, and weather, it was like 24 degrees at some point yesterday. Okay, that's not too bad, though. Last year, got up. it was like in... The early 30s for a few days. It's disastrous. It comes just as the Extinction Rebellion people said that uh, we would all we're all dying. So that's been the big news, Phil. Uh, people have been super gluing themselves to the road over the climate, and loads of people hmm. who write for like the Spectator as columnists have been like, "Oh, if global warming is real, why is my tea so cold?" <laughs> I don't understand the connection between being right wing and denying climate change i mean i can see it if you're like a religious american right winger because you're like god will never let us die but if you're a uk conservative you're you're supposed to be you're supposed to your job is to protect people from dangers in a conservative manner so why yeah and 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 they and they're supposed to love the countryside (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It it, it can only be explained on the, by the fact that, like, I don't know. They they love they love petrol, and they are being conservative in the sense that they don't want to stop having petrol. 
do they just find the people who are calling for more climate change policy annoying? I sometimes feel that's all it is. It's they look at the people who are arguing for something and they decide whether or not they find them annoying. And if they find them annoying, they take up the opposite political position. Yeah, I think that's it. And also, I think um, I think they're just sort of going, oh, well, you know, uh, there, there's loads of things that those people care about that I think is, is stupid and, and shit. And so this must be one of them. Because caring about things in that kind of way that requires a really tedious change to my daily affairs is always bad. Mm-hmm. It's like when um, you meet someone really annoying and they uh, mention their favorite band and without ever listening to that band, you go, ah, I will never listen to that piece of shit band <laughs> because this doofus likes them. Yeah. If that's your favorite band, then I hope they go missing in the Andes. <laughs> that's what I hope. Now that you've mentioned that, uh, we... Um, I. But yeah, so here in London, we have been uh, uh, getting hotter and hotter, right as all the people have been saying that we're going to get hotter and hotter in a sort of almost cinematic contrast. Mm. It's rare that something on the news has such a direct and obvious effect on you straight away. Because usually you watch the news and it's like, Oh, a bridge fell down in uh, uh, Cambodia. And you go, oh, okay, I guess that was kind of interesting to know, but my life will continue as ever it were, it did. But this one is like, the world is going to burn! And you walk outside and you're like, ah! <laughs> you know? It's like instant. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's like you actually feel a part of... of <laughs> world events you know yeah i feel alive like <laughs> yeah i mean like if the news said there are no apples now and you went to the shops you know it's very direct <laughs> yeah but even that even those stories i never felt connected to like the news would say there is a shortage on cabbages and i go oh really and i go to the shop and i just get flooded by cabbages and i buy these cabbages <laughs> I was like, what? I was thinking, where did the story come from about there being no cabbages? I swear, there's so many cabbages here. Well, they meant, or they meant uh, sh a shortage because they've been told there's a, a relative shortage by the industry, and, and in actual fact, cabbage the harvests are down by four percent. Yeah, exactly. If you if you run a Polish restaurant, you will you might feel the effect of a slight <laughs> cabbage shortage, but most of us are like, <laughs> there seems to be as much cabbage as ever there was. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas now we're all going to boil to death in our own farts, so that's going to be great. <laughs> and you, you, you sound worse for it, Pierre. You sound your your hay fever is. Um, I sound terrible because, um, as we record this, it is. Uh, it's the important thing is that it's before nine a.m., uh, which for me is is a serious wake up time because I do I'll do a gig and then stay up too late fiddling about after the gig and. Um, and I was just explaining to Phil, when I wake up in the summer, I sleep with my window open. So all night, I, I, I amass a wonderful collection of pollen at the back of my uh, nasal canal. And <laughs> so when I wake up... Like a bee. 
Like a bee, I'm a nose bee. Um, so when I wake You're up, a lovely big hairy bee. <laughs> I like I, I and I'm I'm already bad at waking up. By the way, like when I wake up, it's like, it's like it's like I I'm waking up at the bottom of a pond in the mud, and I have to swim <laughs> to the surface. That's what waking up is like. <laughs> well, that's how. And now I'm doing that, but with a, a, a face full of pollen, and I can't breathe, and it sounds gross. Pollen, it stops me breathing. Pollen, it's everywhere. Pollen, it's made of plant jizz. Hey, fever, that's why I'm not breathing. Pollen. It's in my nostrils, pollen, it's in my eyes, and all this pollen, it's got me thinking, everyone should just live in space, where we are free from all this dust that comes from plants. And our astronaut suits keep our noses safe from this awful, stinky, sexy plant jizz pollen. It stops me breathing. A pollen. It's from trees and grasses pollen. It's very common. Hay fever. It's not just for children, pollen. It's made of plant jizz. Pollen, it's in my eyes. Pollen, it's in my nostrils. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You wake up quite early for a comedian. I'm impressed. Hay fever is shit. Mm. Yeah, my dad always had it. I don't think I have it, um, so I guess I'm lucky boy. Although I've been having some health uh, concerns recently, um, but I, I've, I've just been. Don't get worried, uh, pod buds. Uh, don't worry about old Wang. I think I'll be okay. Um, I get a little hypochondria when I come to Australia. I think it's because everyone else looks so damn healthy. <laughs> I go, oh my god, <laughs> is that what people? Is this what people are supposed to look like? I'm so sick, and I just go to the doctor like five times in the month. It's <laughs> like, doc, you gotta fix me, doc. I'm, I'm a troll compared to these people. 
and um, well, without getting too graphic, I was getting a bit worried about um, the um, consistency and quality of my uh, plops. Ah. Um, my uh, my my uh, my poos, my uh, my post foods. Ah. Um, my digestion coders. <laughs> uh, and and so I went to uh, the doctor and I said. Oh, Doc, my, 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 my shits ain't looking right, Doc. My poos, <laughs> they ain't looking good. And he, and he was, and I, and he was like, all right, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Um, uh, I'm going to, uh, you go pick up a kit from the, re, the, 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 the receptionist on the way out. So I went out and I pick up, handed this kit. Um, it's, it's a poop testing kit. Yeah, it's a kit you take home. Just test your poops. No, you've got yes. You have to collect samples of your own poop. Uh, and at that point, I was I, part of me went, you know what? Maybe I just die of bowel cancer. I think I'd rather just die of bowel cancer. <laughs> take part in this, and then the, my hero side of me went, actually, no. This could be really funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the lady handed me this kit, and there's two sets. Um, one set is a set of three little vials, um, the lid of which is attached to a long prong. So you pull out this lid, and a prong comes out, and you have to jab at your you got to jab at your poops, and you put it back in, and you shake it up with a mixed liquid inside until it makes a lovely little slightly brown mix. And you've got to do that three days in a row on different poops. And then the second test, well, this little jar container, and you unscrew the cap, and the cap has got the scoop on the bottom side. Right. And you just have to scoop up your own shit and put it in this t- this tub. <laughs> and then that's your sample. No. So I was like, okay. I was like, okay, I guess this is my weekend. <laughs> so over the next... Oh yeah, so this is how you have to collect your poop, right? Um, they give you uh, three blue sheets, and you put the sheet between the toilet seat and the toilet bowl, and you <laughs> so you sit on the sheet, right? And you sit on the toilet, uh, the the toilet lid, and it holds the sheet between the lid and the bowl, and you shit onto the sheet. No. Yeah, you sheet shit, and that's your <laughs> there's your sample. A poo hammock, and you your little poo hammock, a little you know we know the thing that's under um, it's a safety net is is like my poo is a clumsy tightrope walker, <laughs> and <laughs> and it gets it falls out all the time and it gets caught in the sheet, and so I go okay I can do this. Uh, turns out I couldn't. The first time I did it, I caught. This is gonna get real graphic, Pod Buds. <laughs> um, this is a the first our first ever Bud Poo. <laughs> this, this episode's called Bud Poo. <laughs> Welcome to Bud Poo. <laughs> okay, so the first time I tried to collect my Bud Poo, I put the sheet between the the toilet seat and the bowl. I sit down and I do my business. I trick my body into thinking it's a normal poo. I I go on my phone. I look at Instagram. I look at um, girls I I used to uh, kiss that are doing better now, <laughs> and, and and just like that, the poop starts to starts to begin. It starts to flow. Sure. Now, 
people always think the sound of poop plopping into water is gross. I can tell you an even grosser sound is doing a poop and not hearing anything drop into water, <laughs> but instead slowly and calmly lay itself down in a plastic hammer. <laughs> like, 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 like a, a sick old snake. It just went... <laughs> and I, but I'm so elated. I go, yes, look at this sample. I got it. I got it. And so without thinking, I get up, which instantly releases the sheet of the friction that I was providing with my butt onto the seat. The whole poo hammock just falls <laughs> into the toilet. Most, most of it tumbles into the water. And I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't use it if it's been the water. So now I'm pulling this shitty plastic sheet out of my toilet. And I'm grabbing the vial. I pull out the little prong thing. And I'm, but this, it's, it's all in the toilet. I'm like, oh, I can't just... Uh, I, at one point, I swear to God, I considered shoving the stick up my ass. <laughs> For like five seconds, I thought, that's the same thing, right? I can just shove it up my bum hole and then wiggle it about like I'm picking my nose. That's the same, right? And then, and then I went, no, Phil, this could... <laughs> at worst, this is... At worst, you're going to damage your anus. At best, you're going to discover... Uh, a whole new pastime that you really don't have time for. <laughs> and and so I scan over this sheet that the poop's fallen off of, and there's just like these streaks of t- differently colored poops. And I go, well, I have to make do with this. And so I sort of like run the stick over the sheet, like uh, like I'm painting it. And I, I pop <laughs> it a little bit, and I pop it back in, but try not to get any... Sh- like poop onto the outside of the vial because here's the other thing I've got to keep it in my fridge Pierre. Oh, <laughs> no what I have to, yeah you have to keep the samples fresh so <laughs> I made a little corner of my fridge so it was quite a bare fridge I didn't really keep much food in there over the festival so I just had a fridge that had a tub of butter and over the course of three days three vials of shit in the corner <laughs> in a little plastic bag. So I don't want to get on the outside. So I have to try and get this poo stick back into the vial without touching the sides. I don't. Do you remember playing those, that magnet game where you have to get like a hoop over this wire without going? Bleh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what it felt like. But instead of, I just get some shit poop in the vial. Who knew that uh, poop went off? Yeah, I. You presume it's already off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's shit that's it's come out of your ass. It's, I mean, I've never looked up at a poop and gone, that's within its best before. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that poo is on the turn. <laughs> so I get the violin and go, that's not a great sample. The next time I do it, I've got, I have technique. Um, <laughs> so the next time I do it, I do the same thing. Spread the sheet down, do my poop onto the sheet, and I go, poop in the toilet uh, once, shame on poop poop in the toilet twice shame on phil <laughs> so now as i'm sat on the toilet i see i've got the sample which is the new word i've discovered for pile of shit um <laughs> on the sheet i grab the side so it doesn't fall in i then stand up so i'm not bending over the front of the toilet like i'm presenting the cistern my bum hole yeah i then have to ease the toilet seat 
up over the poop so I can get the sheet around. I then turn around. I grab the seat with my, my teeth. No. To try and lift it back up. And I think, ah, this is so smart. And then a second later realize, I've got a toilet seat in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I managed to get it up. I lay the poop down. And now I've just got a, I've got a, a turd <laughs> on a blue sheet on the floor in my bathroom. And it is starting to stink. It is starting to stink. So I can't... <laughs> I'm also wearing socks. I'm, I'm like, oh. I better not step in. I better not forget what I'm doing and step in this <laughs> to go over to flush the toilet. Oh. So I get, <laughs> I get my second vial out because you've got to take three times. I get my second vial out. This is day two. And I get on my knees. <laughs> day two. I get on my knees and I just start, <laughs> I just stabbing. <laughs> I start stabbing this turd like I'm murdering a slug. It feels like I'm murdering a big slug. But also, but also it's on this plastic sheet so you're like turd Dexter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like CIS. What is CIS? What is CSI? Um, criminal shit investigation. I'm just like prodding this dead poop on the. I found this murdered poop, <laughs> and I put it in the vial. I'm so happy. I get this vial a much better sample, and then I pick up the sheet and I just tilt it into the toilet, and it goes flap <laughs> like a, like a dead sailor. Like <laughs> yeah, over the <laughs> over the side, and uh, okay, so I've I've prodded I've prodded this poop, throw it throw it into the toilet, flush it away. Done. Second day, much better. Now on the third day, the third day is an important day because you got to get your third um, poking sample, and you got to scoop your the second tub sample, which then has to be delivered fresh. Ugh. Yeah, you can't refrigerate one. The, the scoops have to be delivered fresh. Now, the night before I have to do this, um, Pierre, I, 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 I had a date with a lady. Oh. Um, and the date went well. <laughs> and, um, and so for the evening, uh, we shared accommodation. Um, I've, the whole time... Um, me keeping her away from uh, the fridge. Yeah, she keeps uh, saying, uh, have you got any water? I'm so thirsty. And you go, no, <laughs> no, I only have butter. <laughs> have you got any butter? I'm so thirsty. No! It's not drinking the, butter. Um, the next morning, we go for breakfast. And this is my last chance. Also, the clinic... Closes early on this day because it's a Saturday. Closes oh my at one. God, this is. We're getting breakfast ugh. around ten. I've yet to collect the f the third sample set. Okay, so I'm looking at the watch the whole time. My watch the whole time, and I say, um, "Oh yeah, okay, so I better go." Uh, we have a nice breakfast and everything, and I go. Um, I have to go uh, back now. I have a lot of. Um, <clears throat> Uh, emails to do. I've, I have a lot of research and science to do. <laughs> and so I say bye to her. She's, she's a, a great uh, person. I say bye to her. She's a um, nice hanging out. I say, yeah, nice hanging out. I say goodbye. I run back to the hotel. I've, um, I've been drinking more coffees than usual. So, I run so, back. 
So, Phil, can I just point out that this is like in a in a sitcom where a guy tries to go on two dates at once in the same restaurant, except the second yeah. date is with your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> and my and she hates latecomers. <laughs> she is fussy. She is a fussy, fussy gal. <laughs> and so, so you've been loading up on coffee. Loading up on coffee, loading up on poops. I'm so happy the timing's worked out. I was really worried because I'm leaving Melbourne uh, the um, the uh, the day after. Basically, I'm not going to have the chance. Well, I'm leaving. I'm leaving Melbourne on Monday. Uh, the place is closed completely all Sunday. This is the if I don't get in by one, I've been collecting shit for nothing. Okay, so I, <laughs> I've I've been keeping shit in my fridge like American Psycho for nothing. And so I run back, I run back, I do, I'm, at this point, I'm a fucking pro at shitting on a sheet and getting it <laughs> out from under a toilet seat. I lay this baby down on the floor, <laughs> like, an art, like an artist, Pierre, like an yeah. artist. Yeah. I do, I do my pokes, put it in the vial, shaka, 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 shaka. <laughs> throw it in with um, his, his cousins, his two cousins, his two cold cousins. Then oh, I God, get cold shit. <laughs> then I get, I get the big jug out to do the scoop samples. It's got a brown top, as if uh, just to make it clear what's going on. And I get <laughs> on my knees and I start scooping this like an archaeologist, like I'm looking for Richard the Third skeleton. I'm just like, <laughs> just, just shoveling, this, shoveling this mud into the <laughs> into this file. And I screw that up. I pick up the sheet throw those puppies in the toilet, flush it down. I look at my watch. I've got like half an hour. I've got half an hour before the clinic closes. Oh, I zip God. up the bag. I zip up the bag. I've got my three cold vials and I've got my little tub of scoop shit. And now I start running out my hotel. I put it, it's in a little brown paper bag so people can't see what's inside. But I know what's inside. I run out the <laughs> toilet I smile at the receptionist. So all know us at this point. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I run out of the hotel. I run. It's around the corner, this medical um, clinic. It's in a shopping center, right? It's in a big shopping center. The QV, it's called. And so I'm, I start run to the shopping center. Cafes, people eating everywhere. I'm just holding a bag of my shit. They don't know. I'm stood there holding a bag <laughs> of my own shit in this little paper, brown paper bag. I go up this... I'm not entirely sure where the clinic is. So I go up the steps. I, I look around. It's not there. I look, wow. I walk around the corner. Not there. I'm starting to panic now. I've got like 15 minutes. I've got 10 minutes before the clinic closes. And I've done all this for nothing. I run up the escalator. Um, nothing there. I realize it's actually on. No, I run the escalator. I run out onto the street. Realize I shouldn't have gone out there. There's no way back inside. I run back inside. Go up the escalator. There's nothing up the second floor. I realized, oh, it's actually back on the first floor where I started and I missed it. So I've just been, so now I'm just running around in a panic, running around a shopping center with a bag of my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> just sort of scanning the place like, a, like a, a terrified, terrified man. And I finally see it and I run inside and I catch the, la- the lady who's doing it. And you like this, Pierre? She's South. Oh, no, she's not South African. Why do you think she's South African? She's German. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you'd like that. I don't know why I thought she's South African. She was a German lady, very stern German lady. That's that. And I said, uh, I've got some. That's so stereotypically yeah. uh, German to like, because everyone's they've got that stereotype about like 
you know, poo pornography or whatever. The fact that there's a German lady working <laughs> in the Scheiser building. Yeah, I walked back in afterwards and she she was just rubbing it on herself. I was like, is this how the test is done? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's questioned a German lady and I, I say something to the effect of, I've got some shit to deliver. <laughs> and she says, yeah, that is me. And I walk into the, um, it feels like I'm handing homework in. It feels like I'm handing a dissertation in to like, <laughs> a university student. <laughs> um, and she's like, have you marked the days? Like, you, you, took, you took a selfie you took a selfie for instagram i'm finally handing it in <laughs> yeah, all my friends are like oh well done like fireworks emojis the, <laughs> the party popper emojis <laughs> and i hand in this poop and i pay like it's 150 dollars which is a strange feeling here's 150 dollars for some sh- and for some shit it made you feel it's quite like an ego boost, really, to think of your your shit as being quite valuable, but only in terms yeah. of yourself. Wait, she said, "Have you marked the days?" Yeah, did you mark the days on the three vials? And I went, "Uh, no," but one of them I kind of dropped in the toilet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, "And I was like, I mean, I kind of remember one of them I did mark. Uh, the other two, I'm not sure." And she just went, "Well, there's no point. There's no point if you don't know which one." Which at first I was like, oh no, I've made her upset. And then I remembered, oh no, Germans just are direct. And they, yeah. they're they not going to be, be polite about your bad shit technique um, to make you feel better. She was just telling me as it is. She just said, no, there's no point in doing that. We'll do be- the best we have with the information at hand. Uh, and yeah, so it got submitted and I got my results uh, today. Oh yeah, did you pass? I am pregnant! <laughs> I'm so pregnant. Pregnant with healthy, healthy poos. So it's all good. So, yeah, it's all good. It was fine. It's all fine. It's it's amazing that you're like, uh, the level of effort you went to to accommodate your own hypochondria there. Yeah, man. But the but because I'm partially aware of the hypochondria, it was also just kind of funny. <laughs> I also enjoy the fact that, like, for some people, possibly even some people listening, this is the most erotic story they've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, do you think we'll we'll end up on like um, we'll end up on uh, a pretty niche uh, podcast list? Yeah, definitely. Like a, a podcast charts. Definitely. A, a pretty underpopulated um, chart on iTunes. There'll be someone listening to this going, "Oh my god." It's it's Phil. There's plastic involved. There's shit involved. There's um, there's panic at the end and a brief uh, humiliation by a German woman. <laughs> yeah, now you put it that way. It reads like a Pornhub description. <laughs> like uh, your own. You've written some fan fiction about your own ass. A- yeah, yeah. Um, Asian gets publicly humiliated by German dom. <laughs> Over some shit. <laughs> some caca. <laughs> well, this this is very uh, the the church of uh, naughty boys and girls. This uh, dirty. This is the church of dirty boys and girls, of course. The church of dirty boys and girls, boys of and course. D- dirty boys and dirty girls. Yes, come congregate, dirty boys and dirty girls, and hear my dirty sermon. <laughs> I, I do apologize if I hope people don't listen to this while they eat. 
I know I often listen to podcasts while I eat, and there should be some kind of trigger warning, I guess, before this. Yeah, the fact of the matter is that if you don't find toilet humor funny, this podcast is going to be a real desert to you. If you don't find toilet humor, fr- toilet humor, if you don't find toilet humor funny, frankly, grow up, grow up. <laughs> I agree because I like you and I have long held that there's nothing funnier than stuff coming out of you and you don't die. <laughs> yeah, it it it's, it reminds us all that we are animals that we leak and we drip. And we squeeze uh, slime out of us. Dirty, dirty slime. And we can't do anything about it. None of us can do anything about it. We just have to. It's an equalizer. Yeah, it's it's an equalizer and it's gross. And also, uh, thanks to... like, like, Isn't it amazing that we can use technology as two people on other sides of the world to join together in trying to describe the noise of a turd-hitting plastic? <laughs> You can't be done. The David Elms, friend and comedian David Elms, has a really funny joke in one of his songs where he points out that the funniest things in life will always be pooing and dying. And when you die, you poo yourself. <laughs> uh, David Elms, of course... Um... He uh, is recently a father. Yes, lovely little baby. Uh, he's recently a father, and he actually recently posted a picture on Instagram of his uh, beautiful child uh, with a caption, uh, w- something like, "When you're when you're brewing up to do a poo so bad that your dad has to te- has to wash his hands three times and take a shower." <laughs> <laughs> and I read that, and I just oh, remember man. thinking, now I now I almost want to know what it smelled like. That's how impressive that description is. I I just can't believe we're at the age now where our contemporaries and friends are scooping up other people's poops. I mean, sure, fair enough, I'm scooping up my own poops, <laughs> but that's because I'm a young man. <laughs> You're in the prime of your life. <laughs> Scooping up poops, giving them a sniff, getting them all clear. Watch out, ladies. Wang's back on the scene. He's been given the all clear. Hey, ladies, you were safe during that interval where I had to prod my own dumps, but now... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, boy, boy. That's astonishing. That is an absolutely astonishing experience that many people in our industry would pay to have had happen to them. And you did. Yeah, this is the first time. This is the first I've ever talked spoken about it. Um, but this is just between you and me, yeah, Pierre. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a hell of a story to wake up to. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting you've only just woken up. <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, okay. Well, I have to go soon. I'm going to. Um, I'm going in a couple of minutes to uh, the Sydney Opera House, Pierre. To do stand-up at the Opera House. Jesus Christ. Are you going to do some operatic stand-up? Yes. Who have you ever noticed? Have you? And if you don't have that friend in your friendship group, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) Running around a shopping center with my shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's a 
it's going to be fun. It's an incredible venue. Um, oh, did you know the the designer of the Sydney Opera House when he first when it was first uh, realized when people first realized what it was going to look like? Everyone hated it. This is like in the seventies. They thought it was an abomination and a disaster. Oh yeah. And uh, the designer. Let's see if we can find his name. The designer was from um, Denmark or something. Uh, Jorn Jorn Utson. Jorn Utson. Uh, where is he from? Um, well, they hated it so much that they exiled him. What? They exiled him from Australia. They. Uh, he's Danish, yeah, so he's from Denmark. They exiled him from Australia. On his way out, they snuck pornography into his suitcase so that he would not be allowed to re-enter Australia. So he was exiled from Australia, had to return to Denmark. He's not even he's not invited to the unveiling ceremony, which is a few years later, after which the Sydney Opera House is hailed as one of the great modern architectural marvels of the world. Um, they apologized to him in like 2003 or something. What? And he died never coming back. He never, ever came back. He never saw it again. Jesus. He died in exile from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) So like... Not like the Australians to take something uh, for granted and punish the people who originated it. (laughs) That is one of the pettiest and nastiest stories I've ever heard. That is astonishing. <laughs> it's a, it's an incredible building, though. Fair play to him. It's a real marvel of design. <laughs> yeah. So tonight I will be honouring his memory with my fucking dick jokes. <laughs> I hope this ghost is happy. I think as he was on his deathbed, he said, oh, I hope that a, a young... A boy from uh, Malaysia tells the story about the poo in the bag. <laughs> I designed the acoustics so that even without a microphone, the people eh, right in the back of the room will hear a, a poop drop. <laughs> Not a pin drop, but a poop drop. You could hear a poop drop. When, <laughs> when he makes the noise for stabbing, uh, the poops, then everyone will know exactly the type of poop stabbing he means with his mouth. They will be able to tell if he has gastroenteritis from the subtle plodding of the poops from anywhere in the arena. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna kick you out of the country. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it went, basically. Look, I'm not saying it's not a, I'm not saying it's not a great opera house. I'm just saying he didn't design it for opera. He designed it for <laughs> shit stories. <laughs> The, the Sydney op- pop oh god the Sydney the Sydney plopper house <laughs> the Sydney plopper house Phil please please go on stage tonight and say more like Sydney plopper house thank you <laughs> with, good night with no context <laughs> introducing the new operatic stand-up album from stand-up opera singer. Um, Phil Sang. Uh, a diaphragm full of laughs with hits such as Where Are You From? Where are you?
from. Oh, that place is a shithole. The beautiful, heart-wrenching. Ladies, can we be real for a second? Ladies, let's be real for a second. What are you doing in the toilet so long? Who can forget the um, the classic? Vegans are, are so weak. Vegans are weak. They don't eat enough protein because they're vegans and their diets don't allow for meat, which are classically foods high in protein. And of course, um, the international uh, phenomenon uh, song slash bit of stand-up that is, uh, my dad said the craziest thing the other day. My dad, he said the craziest thing the other day. He turned around, looked at me square in the eye. And without missing a beat, he said, You're not my son. Diaphragm full of laughs from opera stand-up Phil Sang. Available now in three music shops. Um, and uh, the dark web. Okay, I'm going to have to sign off, folks, on that. I'm sorry I didn't get to hear about your plops today, Pierre. Oh, that's okay. But I just had to tell you that story, and it went on forever. It's an, it, one of the great stories of our time. Was the, there'll be time for my plop anecdotes uh, at some point in the future, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I will sit and pray for it. <laughs> Please do. Um, Enjoy the Sydney Opera House, Phil. Thanks. Well, that's the end of this uh, episode. This will be the last trans-earth uh, trans episode. Some of you will be glad to hear. Yes, for, from now on, it's it's domestic episodes only. Brexit means Brexit. All domestically yep. produced. All domestically produced. All uh, poop stories will happen in Blighty. Thank you very much. Good old-fashioned British plops. <laughs> British plops for British workers. <laughs> uh, um, thank you for listening. Um, next week will not be as gross, although no promises. Yeah, in fairness, we promise you nothing except that there will be more of something like this. But not the same, but similar. Bye, Bye. podbuds. Enjoy. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.